All right, guys, welcome into the Red Sox Beat podcast on the CLNS Media Network. John Zanis joined by uh, co-host Nick Qualia of Patriots Roundtable, Couch Guy Sports, and CLNS Media contributor in many facets. Uh, well, let's call you Red Sox Insider for, for, for all intents and purposes. How's that? I like that. So that's, that's what I was expecting. Red Sox Insider, <laughs> Nick Qualia. Um, who spent some time covering the team this year, and right now we're just waiting for something to cover. And this is, I mean, I guess after last offseason, we could expect kind of what was happening here, but nothing even close. And we're going to get into what's going on with Manny Machado and Bryce Harper. But let's start with some recent news. Um, Yankees once again adding to their bullpen, uh, signing Adam Adovino. Uh, to go along with, and let's just let me read two lists to you here and tell me what's what's what, what sticks out to you. Adam Ottavino, Zach Britton, Araldis Chapman, Dylan Batansis. That's list one. List two: Ryan Brazier, Matt Barnes, Heath Hembry, Brandon Workman. What what's the problem here? Well, I mean, you know what the difference is between those two, though. <laughs> you know what the difference is yeah. and the the talent. Absolutely the difference. The other difference, though, one of them currently is, I, from what I understand, people are getting fitted for the World Series ring. So I'm just saying that, that majority of that group is getting fit for a World Series ring right now. Yeah, and there's no doubt. I mean, it, it, we did it last year. I was victim. I, I did it as much as anybody. and I'm, Everybody I, did. It's, yeah. It was the bullpen the whole season. That was the top story. I mean, it's, it's, it's like, I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but like it was, I, my, I have somebody... One of my buddies who just texted me, I remember at the end of the season, he was like, there is no chance that a team wins with this kind of a bullpen. It was just a story surrounding the Red Sox all last year. And it looks like, I mean, as of right now, it looks like that's what they're going to go into this season with, too. Yeah, it's amazing, too. It's because it was, they didn't just win. It was a dominant postseason. Uh, it's almost like the 2013 Red Sox. That team shouldn't probably have won either for, for different <laughs> reasons. But, but, I mean, that... That was not a dominant team either. This one, again, this should have been a fatal flaw, and it was not. And so I'm not going to say smug, because, look, you, you get the benefit of the doubt here. Dombrowski came in. You know, he, the knock on him was can't build bullpens, did not build a good bullpen. Every move seemingly blew up in the Red Sox face last year in terms of guys they were counting on to help bridge the gap to Kimbrell, uh, who also you know, didn't have his best year. But uh, now he's just kind of folding his arms, sitting back here and saying, yeah, you know, we'll see what happens. And I, I mean, again, I, I don't know how I feel about it because your instinct is you want to freak out. And what are you doing here? But again, it, it worked. So, I mean, where are we on this right now? Well, you know what? Last season, they got lucky by having somebody like. Uh, Ryan Brazier show up because a lot of people Ryan Brazier was he was kind of the Cinderella story of the of the year last year kind of in in baseball in general because the guy was playing in Japan the the year before coming yeah. off of a, a Tommy John surgery and he's like 40 he, yeah and I don't understand I don't know the truth behind this but the rumor is that he hand wrote letters to every MLB team saying that he wanted to be part of the team the Red Sox invited him to camp like he they were lucky yeah. to get him because he was so big down the stretch he yeah. was I mean, I wrote countless articles about how this guy has to be your eighth inning guy. He was, he had, he had the balls. I mean, we remember what he did to Gary Sanchez, told him to get back in the box. But the thing is with this Red Sox bullpen, and it's with all of the bullpen arms, they get hot, but at different times. They are a team. They're, they're. It's an arm. It's a bullpen full of streaky arms. 
The Red Sox just kind of got lucky with those those arms though at the end of the year and the, in the postseason because they all got hot at the same time. It's amazing because we were we were ready to jump off a ledge because Kelly and Barnes. We were talking about Joe Kelly not even being in oh, the playoff yeah. roster. They, they both turned into pumpkins almost at the same time. I forget yeah. what time, but heading into September, you were like, "Oh man, you know the Kelly magic was gone." Barnes, again, couldn't be trusted to lock down the eighth inning, despite the fact that they kept trying to get him to. You know, we didn't know, obviously, the Evaldi thing played huge in the playoffs, but um, it, you you had no idea what you had. And all, you're right, all of a sudden they all started clicking. So, yes, we're not comfortable with one of these guys being the, uh, the closer, uh, which brings us to kind of the Kimbrell question. Uh, you know, there, it feels like... Uh, I feel like you and I are going to disagree on this. I'm going to let you go first. The longer he's out there and he's still sitting out there and doesn't look, he's going to come within miles of, you know, his six year, hundred million dollar demands that he had early in the off season, which were ludicrous given the kind of climate and his age and everything. But um, the longer he sits out there, it seems like everyone's saying, you know, and I had Evandrelic on a couple of weeks ago. Like, hey, this could happen. He could come back here. Where, uh, you you think that that's possible, right? I've I've started to sway that way too. And if you go back to, I mean, I, I've talked about this on my own podcast on Couchcast Sports, and 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 again, I've written columns for CLNS about this too. At the beginning of the season, the one free agent. Well, okay, I'll say two free agents. I I don't count Drew Pomeranz as somebody who anybody even remotely wants back with this team. But he is the one free agent that was possible, Craig Kimbrell, who I did not want to come back to the team with the recency of the postseason, how bad he was. But at this point, with how the offseasons go now, with how the MLB hot stove is no more, how Adam Montevino is now off the market, how David Robertson's off the market, there is seemingly no market for Craig Kimbrell. It was we just got the first bit of uh, of a rumor with a team that even wants Craig Kimbrell with the Phillies because the Phillies are trying to make like a mega signings between Dallas Keuchel, Bryce Harper, and Craig Kimbrell. Great. Craig Kimbrell's the kind of guy this offseason where I'm not going to be too concerned if you don't get him, but just looking at the way the Red Sox bullpen is set up right now, I I think you kind of have to go after – you might have to make a deal. I'm, I'm comfortable with a deal with Craig Kimbrell that's about three to four years. I'd even give him $15 million per uh, – average annual salary yeah because you look you look at his regular season this year recency he sucked postseason he sucked end of the season he sucked but for the first few months he was Craig Kimbrell he was dominant Craig Kimbrell we know this guy still has it maybe there's just a hitch that they've got to figure out but I'm not going to be too I'm not going to cry if they bring him back I wish I wish they did pick up my guy was David Robertson I wanted David Robertson but Craig Kimbrell's the third best option. You might have to just pull the trigger. So that's the thing is it all makes sense. Certainly if, you know, and, um, you know, certainly if he came back on a short deal, you know, he can't get that long deal he wants, you know, you overpay for a year or two, you know, and bring him back. Yep. I, but the thing is, I mean, and, and Dombrowski, again, you had the, you know, baseball writers dinner on uh, Thursday night and he's, and he spoke again and he, and he tripled down on this, uh, you know, concept that, but we're just we don't have money for the closer. I, I don't I don't think he's in the I mean either this is a world class bluff here and they're hoping they can sweep him up for nothing for less than what he made last year which was around 13 which I think it doesn't seem possible. But 
I, I think they've, I mean, the way he talks, again, from what Dombrowski was saying on Thursday night, uh, we, he, he spoke about Kim, uh, Kimberl and Kelly in the past tense. We've lost these guys, so we have to make up for it. Like, I think there's no dollar amount uh, in, in no amount of years on which Kimberl comes back. I think they're, we're all set. We're not paying premium money for a closer. It's just something we've determined that we're not going to do. Not given it, what we have right now. It's not our priority. We're not doing it. I don't think there is, there's no room in the budget for him under any circumstances, at least how I'm reading it at this point. Well, their, their hands are tied because everything goes back to how are we going to sign the guys that we need to sign? They're already talking about Andrew Benintendi's extension. You know they're going to ha- have to try to bring back uh, Mookie Betts because Mookie Betts for years. You're going to have to give that guy a huge contract. Like Xander Bogarts is a free agent next season. Chris Sale's a free agent after this season. There are so many contracts coming up that it's almost like you have to give a buy this year on the the bullpen and hope the bullpen works itself out because like you just said, you have no money. You have no money going into it. You don't want to spend too much because that's going to tie your hands for anybody else that you want in the future. Yeah. And you've got, again, you've got all those giant signings coming up. Those, those signings are the reason why you might not have a closer at the start of the season. I, and I wonder again, I don't know. I mean, it, it looks like Mookie's Mookie's going, he's going to free agency. That's it. The, yep. the window closed. Um, and I'm not confident they can get him. And I don't, this is just a gut feeling thing. I'm worried. It's going to be huge. I'm worried. But, um, you know, looking at, again, the climate right now, and we can kind of pivot um, to what's going on. is bananas right now the, with the Machado-Bryce Harper. We've been looking at this situation, Manny Machado-Bryce Harper. We've been looking at this for years. I mean, this was supposed to be the offseason that was going to reshape baseball. I mean, three, two years ago, three years ago, we're talking $400 million contracts. Now, I mean, Jesus, a few years ago, Bryce Harper, they were saying, might get half a billion dollars. 400 was, <laughs> 400 was in the realm of possibility. 300 was like they, they were going to get it. Everyone was going to be offering three. The White Sox just made an offer reportedly, and again, the Machado camp uh, denies it, uh, supposedly for $175 million. That's crazy. I mean, compared to what we thought he was going to get, crazy bargain. Yeah. I mean, that is a that's, that's, a, that's where a the market ball. is right now. I mean, the, the, the just twofold. One, that's eight years, one seventy five. I mean, like is extreme low ball. But there's nobody bidding against them. I mean, so two two things. I can't believe this is where we're at. And you start to get worried that the, you know this low ball bidding might drive someone like Machado into the Yankees' arms because they're, if they're still sitting around there and they're like, all it's going to take is 180, sure, I got that. So I, it's, but I can't believe where we're at with this. I mean, we're, we're a month from spring training. It, it, it started last year with J.D. Martinez. I mean, the Red Sox were linked to J.D. Martinez the entire season before. Were they going to trade for this guy at the trade deadline? Were they going to sign him early? It was when you got into the MLB offseason – it was like maybe a month, month and a half, and then people started signing deals. You started getting excited in December about the guys that were going to be reporting to spring training. I think – I can't remember this right, but in my head, for some reason, Kurt Schilling signed with the Red Sox in like – Yeah, in it November. Was, it was it – was, I, I, was, I think it was the day after Thanksgiving when Theo went yeah. there and had dinner at his house. Um, yes, I mean, that was that. You, you know, and you and I were kind of – I mean, the Crawford Gonzalez obviously winter meetings, but I mean, you, but within a week after the winter meetings, everybody was gone. I mean, that was a great, I remember covering that. 
for, for CSN at the time. I mean, th- both those things happened just bang, bang, you know, like at midnight. That was unreal. But the, uh, that's gone. It's, and not only is it gone, I mean, sure, the, 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 the climate's changed in terms of what people are willing to throw around money-wise. It's just gotten so boring. Like, it's so boring. Ba- the baseball offseason used to be a ton of fun. Imagine if you're a team that's basically been mathematically eliminated since July. And now the next thing that happens is pitchers and catchers. There's no, there's no hot stove season. There's nothing to get excited about. I mean, you're out of the conversation. This is a major problem baseball has right now, not just in terms of figuring out how to get their star players paid, but my goodness, you're out of the public eye and public consciousness for so long at this point. Now that the hot stove season is doomed, look at, look at what's happened to the NBA. The NBA is spectacular now with all these superstars changing teams. You know, NFL has spread things out with the draft, you know, moving that and having their free agency. The baseball just goes dark now. It's, it's, it's so boring. Well, I, it's, it's all goes back to these giant contracts. And if you want to go back to David Price, I think, I think GMs and I think owners are starting to fight back a little bit on these massive deals because we, we, I mean, we here in Boston know David Price is a $31 million per year contract. That is absurd. What's going to happen year after year? This is a, I remember this is one of the first thoughts I had when David Price signed that contract. So the year after that, somebody's going to get a bigger deal. The year after that, somebody's going to get a bigger deal. Pretty soon we're going to be at $50 million per year. That's absurd. That is insane. There's no way you can do that. And I've always said this. The MLB really screwed up by not doing a salary cap because this is this is exactly what you knew it was going to happen. People are going to start getting these wild contracts. Nobody, No team wants to pay. No team wants to pay this much money. Manny Machado, stellar talent. Bryce Harper, a little overrated. But still very stellar talent. He's there. He's somebody that teams want. He's somebody teams will pay big for. But it's just at some point you're going to have to cut these contracts off and be like, what are we doing, guys? And I think that's I think that is the biggest reason as to why we're sitting here on January 17th and there's no contract signed. Yeah, I for mean, these two. Yeah, and I agree. Harper's a tad overrated, but again, you're talking about a guy in his mid 20s in his prime. You know, Machado brings more to pure the table. athlete. Yes, but Machado brings more to the table. Uh, minus the minus the attitude, which I I don't think I don't think that that's what's hurting him. I think it's just simply no. a, it's it's just not good business for teams to 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 throw this much money around anymore. But yeah, as I said, is it, it's it's strange that these guys are sitting out there. But just as much for me, uh, it's just it, it's again, baseball's got a major league entertainment problem, and right now when you disappear for this long, I just you know I. It's 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 well, something they well, have you know to what? address. You know what? It's it's baseball. Baseball's biggest issue is that, and we hear this all the time. It's that they don't know how to market their players. They don't let their players have a personality. Part of the reason the NBA is growing so much, and I used to not even be really a big NBA fan. I would follow it, but I am huge into the NBA now. Because I love the beef. I love going on Twitter and seeing two guys chirping each other. You don't get that in baseball. You don't get the drama. Part of sports are kind of like men's soap operas. Like, if you can get more entertainment off the field, too, like, great. That's what this generation, that's what my generation likes to see. They like the drama. They like people fighting. If you can just get guys to interact with each other and just give these people a personality off the field, then you're not going to have these dull off seasons. Like, NBA season... NBA never ends because there's always news, there's always people, there's always drama, there's always rumors. You got to get that with baseball. Today's podcast is being presented by Roman. It's really important because guys are terrible at taking care of their health. Whether it's a knee injury, bad back, or something worse, guys are usually more comfortable just 
throwing some dirt on it and seeing a doctor. I'm guilty of it myself. And the same is true for erectile dysfunction. Studies show 70% of guys who experience ED don't get treated for it. Thankfully, Roman created an easy way to get checked out by a doctor and get treated for ED online. Roman is a one-stop shop where licensed U.S. physicians can diagnose ED and ship medication right to your door. With Roman, there are no waiting rooms, awkward face-to-face conversations, or uncomfortable trips to the pharmacy. You can handle everything discreetly online. All you have to do is visit GetRoman.com slash Socks. Fill out a brief medical onboarding, chat with a doctor, and get FDA-approved ED meds delivered to your door in discreet, unmarked packaging. Guys, go online and get checked by the doctor. Erectile dysfunction is a problem that guys do not tackle, but with Roman, it's really easy. So take care of it. For a free online visit, go to GetRoman.com slash Socks. That's GetRoman.com slash Socks for a free online visit. GetRoman.com slash Socks. S-O-X. Let, let's just run through the list. Let's start with uh, Machado. Where does he end up? I think, I think Manny Machado ends up with the Chicago White Sox because I don't know if anybody else is going to offer the money. I just I, Everybody else is sitting there waiting for other big free agents to come. And if you sign a guy like this, then and these are there, there's also big free agents coming that you might want a little bit more because their attitude helps. I think the attitude does hurt Manny Machado a little bit. Because you've got guys like Mookie Betts who are going to come up in a couple of years. If you give Manny Machado a giant contract, then you're going to tie yourself up for big for big games and guys who aren't really controversial. Maybe Mike Trout too in the future. So I think Manny Machado does end up with the White Sox. I don't know if he's going to get a much better deal than seven years, 175 mil. I, I, I'm still I still think it's going Yankees. Um, I think people are just leaving. Him. I would be bummed. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't. And again, only because uh, it's I, I wanted. I, I want the theater. I, he's oh, a, yeah, yeah. He, he's yeah. a true villain. Baseball's boring. We need more villains. Not baseball's boring, but it's made so much better when you have somebody on the other side who you truly hate. So uh, Machado is a great villain. I, he's a perfect Yankee. Oh, he's the best. And so I, I'm, 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 I'm willing it to happen. I want it badly. Um, all right, Harper. Bryce Harper, beginning of the offseason, I thought he was going to go to the Cubs because of that, because his his and Chris Bryant's uh, relationship, they're very good friends. But the Phillies seem like they're just all in. They're gonna, they have the Phillies have so much extra money. The Phillies got lucky. They've got a lot of young talent on this team. They can afford Bryce Harper, and if they're willing to make these big deals with Bryce Harper and this possible mega deal with Dallas Keuchel and Craig Kimbrell both coming in too. The Phillies are poised to be a powerhouse going forward. I think Bryce Harper definitely makes it. Bryce Harper, I'm more sure. I think he's going to land with the Phillies. Okay. Kimbrell, you're you're handicapping Red Sox, right? You're you're staying with it? No. Like I just said, the Phillies, the Phillies got money to blow. I, I wouldn't. That's be what's strange here too. To the Phillies. Yeah, it's almost like you're with. The, it's almost like the Phillies are waiting around to like. Once the first one goes, they'll go get everybody else. It feels like. You yeah, know? they already got Dave Robertson. Right. So it's like once the first big dog goes, you feel like Philly's just going to be like kablam. You know, like yeah. here it is for number two. And I wouldn't be stunned if that happens. Um, I, I can't. I can't handicap Kimbrel at all. I, 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 I literally wonder if he enters April. Uh, I mean, if he goes through spring training without a home, because I think he holds off. I don't think he's going to get it. I mean, I, I don't think, I don't think it's coming at all. I mean, who's even a contender at this point? I mean, who's been, what team is being talked about? 
That's that's what I was saying earlier. There is no team that's really rumored. I mean, other than the Phillies, and that was just recently, who is even semi-interested in him. Yeah, and I think After what people saw in the postseason, how could you be with that kind of money that he's going to command? Yeah, and I think people are throwing him in there simply because of the money, not because of anybody's – not because they're just – they're putting two and two together. Like, well, they have money, and he costs money. But mm-hmm. I, I don't – nobody's – I mean, there's no reports out of Philly showing interest, I don't think. It's just simply a – somebody's got to sign him, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's he'll end up somewhere. It's just, it's tough because who's again, who's gonna want to spend that kind of money on a guy who almost blew several games in the postseason? Okay, couple Red Sox questions and we'll close it. So if it's not Kimbrel, uh, fill in this blank. Our opening day closer is, ah, oh, God, um, <laughs> oh man, <laughs> closer by committee. Uh, if you gave me Joe Kelly, I would have given you Joe Chad, Kelly, but gonna I go think with they're Chad gonna. Fox. They're gonna they're gonna switch off yeah. between um, Matt Barnes and Ryan Brazier, but don't be shocked. I think this is another reason why they're holding off. Feltman, Durbin Feltman coming up. That yeah. guy, TCU guy throws heat. They expect, I believe, they expect him to be the closer yeah. at some point this season. Would, uh, let, let's let's play this game. Would you ever consider Nathan Avaldi for closer? I wanted that in the postseason last year. I know, year. I know. I'm saying, <laughs> you know, they signed him. Uh, to, I mean, it would be extensive closer money, but could you see a world in which they rethink the closer position, which is a, here's my two in it. Like we've always talked about closer by committee, um, you know, and it's just a difficult thing to work out because everyone likes their roles, but could you see a world in which Avaldi is a two inning guy, um, you know, pitching every other day or every third day? Yes, you know why? Because they already gave him the money. They've already taken the step. They have to pay him the money. If he stinks as a closer, then you just have to do what you... He's not a David Price type guy where you pay him so much money where he basically has to be the starter. $17 million. If he struggles... As a as starter, a you could live with it. Yeah. Throw him back. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'll, I'll deal with $17 million closing I, out games. I, for I honestly, and that's my belief, I really believe that the, the closer insurance for the Red Sox is Evaldi. That that they feel like, right, if he was a mediocre star- starter, he might be a lights-out guy in our bullpen, one who could pitch more than an inning a night um, and pitch in different situations. It gives us flexibility. And maybe we're rethinking how we're doing this whole bullpen thing. And fine, I can afford We've already paid for him. Maybe I use him as a, as a Swiss Army knife sort of guy. I don't really know. But I, that's, that, that's the one thing that kind of makes me feel a little better. Um, last prediction question for the Red Sox. The opening day second baseman is... Dustin Pedroia. Come on. Dustin Pedroia. Come on. Although, although <laughs> I am not very, I'm not uh, overly optimistic because we're just getting reports that he's running. Uh, it was a today or yesterday yeah, that he yeah. started running. Yeah. That doesn't make me very happy, but Dustin Pedroia, he's, I'm one of the few guys in Massachusetts who loves Dustin Pedroia no matter what. Yeah, he pisses me off sometimes, but I, I'm a Dustin Pedroia guy f- through and through. I think he'll be fine. He'll come in, adding that guy. He'll hit 290, 280, whatever. Add him back into that lineup. Give me Dustin Pedroia back at second base. In what world is Dustin Pedroia hitting 280 and 290? Oh, he hit three. What he hit 303, 310 in his the season before he got hurt. What two years ago? Yeah, I feel <laughs> like you almost forgot midway through last year that Dustin Pedroia was even on the Red Sox. Right. I, 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 I'm curious not only how it plays in terms of how. 
I have very little faith that he, you know, returns to anything at all. It is what it is. He's a little guy. He's gotten, you know, he's gotten banged up. Uh, but uh, I just, I don't even know who he is when he comes back. Is he like, you know, the chirping, you know, you know, little kind of ball of energy, Dustin Pedroia? Is he kind of humbled because he's a guy who they won without? I don't, I don't know what his identity on this team is because, as you said, he's a forgotten guy. They won without him. I don't think anybody, I don't think there's any expectations on him. It's a bad contract that you just got to live with. So there might be maybe a teeny bit of resentment, like, "Ugh, we're dragging this guy along," but I, I don't, I don't even know who he is. You know, I, I don't know how he gets received or what people, you know, what people make of Dustin Pedroia next year. You, you knew this was going to happen too, because we, his entire career, he played balls to the walls. Like you knew that he was going to be injured. You knew his body was going to be beat up by the end of his career. And before, I don't know if we, if we're wrapping this up, can we, can I just touch on the bullpen real quick again? No, I wanted go to bring for up it. Two go names. for it. Tyler Thornburg, Carson Smith. Carson Smith is back with the Red Sox on a minor league deal, though. He's, he has an invitation to big I league camp. That. Carson yeah. Smith, I believe, will be back up in the bullpen with the Red Sox. He started off the year pretty bad, but before he got hurt by th- throwing out his shoulder or whatever he did with his by throwing his glove, he was okay at the end. Tyler Thornburg has, is now back after, re- after having a half season p- pitching back in the major league level. Thornburg is somebody else who was a closer with the Brewers who could end up being a closer with the Red Sox if he gets back to full form. Uh, I just can't. I just can't. I can't (laughs) Tyler Thornburg again. Like, I mean, every time he pitched last year, it was like a low leverage, let's just let him get in there and see how it goes. And, I mean, it would be like a 10-3 lead, and he'd give up four runs, and we'd have to warm up Kimbrell. It just... It's just exhausting watching him. Carson Smith, him returning was the greatest upset. I mean, he threw a freaking tantrum, dislocated his shoulder, <laughs> bashed the medical staff, bashed Cora. You know, said horrible things about the. Or- I, I, I was that was a shocker that he was back. I'm not counting on much from him either. See, I, I, I believed in Tyler Thornburg when he got here. I was a big Tyler Thornburg fan when he pitched for the Brewers. It was almost like though when Travis Shaw. When you would see Travis Shaw highlights, you'd be like, why isn't he with the Red Sox anymore? You'd be like, oh, right, oh, that pitcher yeah, who hasn't yeah. pitched for the team since you made that trade two years yeah, ago. Yeah, and Carabas with his freaking tweets over and over again just to remind <laughs> you every time Mr. Mr. Ding Dong City hit one out, Thornburg. I just, I, 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 can't, I can't do Tyler Thornburg. Um, all right, Nick, we're going to wrap it up. Thanks for joining me uh, on the Red Sox Beat podcast, and hopefully uh, the next time we talk about something Red Sox-related, something has actually happened in the world of baseball that we can actually sink our teeth into a little bit. Yeah. Pitchers catchers report soon. So yeah. hopefully there's something. All right. Thanks man. Yep.